Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, and this is day 1100 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for allowing us to wake up and hear the beautiful birds singing such a beautiful sound that you created just to entertain us and to help us to be motivated. And and I thank you, Lord, for your provisions each and every moment of our lives, even when we don't realize it. I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, We started a little later today, so I apologize for the technical difficulty today. Uh, But today's message is time to stand firm. It is time to stand firm on whatever that is God has given you to do. Uh, Everyone will not like you because of it, but um, that's normal. (laughs) We're not going to please everybody, and, and that's not our job. That's not what we're here for. We're here to obey God and do His will, and that's it. I mean, and of course, to love others and be kind, all those things come along with it, but love does not mean that we go against God uh, to please other people. Um, if someone wants us to go against the Lord to please them, then that that's, that's not the right way to go. And that lets you know that doesn't line up with your purpose. Anything that goes against your purpose in this life, and our number one purpose is to be obedient to God and love Him. Uh, if it goes against that purpose, uh, just like the, the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins... We have to know when to say no. And they told the the foolish ones, the wise ones told the foolish ones, no, uh, we're not going to give you uh, some of our oil. You should have brought your own, but I'll tell you where you can go to get some. <laughs> and they and they missed, they missed the bridegroom. So we're going to be coming out of 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 16 through 40. 1 King, Kings chapter 18, starting at verse 16. And it says, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. So this was in when, uh, uh, just, excuse me, this is when Elijah was um, kind of in hiding and uh, Eli- uh, Ahab, which was the, one of the most wickedest kings ever, who was married to Jezebel, who was the most wicked woman ever. And uh, they were looking for uh, Elijah to um, kill him. Uh, and Obadiah was uh, a prophet of God and a believer, well, a believer in the Lord. And he found um, Elijah and said, would you come back? And so he said he would. He said, you promise. You have to read the, the previous verses. And uh, he, he went back. Uh, So this is where they're meeting him. So now let me start. So it says, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him and told him that he he had found Elijah and and Ahab went to meet Elijah. He says, um, when he saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. 
you have abandoned the Lord's commands. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he said, you have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals, which are um, idols, worshiping evil spirits. Now, some of the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Assyria, Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So he's saying, bring your false prophets, uh, 450 of, that worship one of the gods of their little G gods and 400 prophets that worship uh, the other God and so that's eight hundred and fifty prophets. So, so Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, "How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him; but if Baal is God, follow Him." But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, "I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left." But but that that wasn't true. Uh, but he thought it was. Uh, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's uh, prophets choose one for themselves. And let them cut it into pieces and put it on wood, but not set fire to it. Uh, so uh, he's he is him against, he's saying, 400 uh, and 50 of the prophets. He says, I will prepare the other bull and put it on uh, the wood, but not set. To, he says, do not set. Uh, let me start. Let me go back. <laughs> I got off here. Okay, so he's instructing them on what they're going to do. It's like a big showdown. So they're each going to get a bull and they're going to cut it up to make a sacrifice. Now, here's how he's saying to do it. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. And they typically would set fire to them, but they're not going to do that. Verse 24, then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first. Since there are so many of you, call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is in deep thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. That That is really scary. Yeah. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. They did that from morning till evening. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They, they came to him and he prepared the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. 
Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seas of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and the wood. Do it again, he said, and and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. So he soaked the wood. The trench was full of water. Uh, This is very, very important for us to know. All right. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. That was the first thing he did now before he he began to do his sacrifice. He first, number one, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are the God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. You notice Elijah's prayer was not selfish. It was not about him. Uh, He glorified God. He honored him first. uh, And then he wanted to, he, he honored God as the true and living. He's the only true God. uh, And how he, um, wanted uh, the people to know that he was God and that he wanted God to turn the hearts back. He wanted them to see this so that they would turn their hearts back to God. He asked for God's mercy. Okay, then verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. Holy moly. Oh, immediately after he prayed, fire from heaven. Now, remember that this thing was soaked with water. Water puts out fire, but the fire of God consumed it. (laughs) When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered them. That's pretty deep, but an extremely powerful showdown. And you notice that Elijah stood firm. Point number one, it's time to take a stand, standing firm on what God has called you to do or called us to do. Even when it's something unpopular, even when you have to go against the status quo, please understand that this obedient walk with the Lord is not a popularity contest. People might like you today and hate you tomorrow because of your unmovable faith in the one and only true and living God. Just as Elijah said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. We have to make a choice and God never goes against our choice. He has given us 
of free will to serve him or to serve Satan. There is no middle ground when it comes to these choices. Jesus said he'd rather we be hot or cold. Otherwise, he would puke us up out of his mouth. So it's important just as, I mean, even then in the Old Testament, uh, here is Elijah saying, you cannot waver between the two. You need to choose who you're going to serve. Point number two, the difference between those who follow Satan and those who follow God are this. So it's either the false prophets or the true prophets. And the true prophets are from God. The false prophets are from Satan. The first thing you would notice on a false prophet is it's all about them. Their their purpose is to benefit themselves. Uh, with God, a true prophet, uh, their work is to fill uh, is their work work to fulfill our spiritual purpose, uh, serving God and the people. So you know we are the ones uh, that serve God. And so I'm using those interchangeably, the true prophets of God and, and those of us that follow God. Uh, it's not about us. It's about fulfilling our spiritual purpose, serving God and the people. Uh, the false prophets most hold uh, positions of great wealth, uh, political uh, uh, power and things like that. That's what they strive for. Whereas someone, uh, a true prophet, uh, most own little or nothing. And so it wasn't about what they had. Uh, It was about them serving God. False prophets uh, gave false messages. A true prophet spoke only true messages. And then a false prophet spoke only what the people wanted to hear. And a true prophet spoke only what God told them to say, no matter how unpopular. You know, there are going to be times we're going to have to say things that may not be popular. But if it's true from God, you can take it to the bank. And that is the key. We must tell people the truth. And it's the way we let them know. We let them know in loving kindness. Uh, but as, as, as purely as we can. What has God called you to, to take a stand for? Uh, do it boldly or even do it afraid if you have to. But just do it. Simply obey God. That is the key. And watch him show out on your behalf. And because he loves all of us so much. You notice that with this situation with Elijah, it was not so that just to make him look good at all. It was so that the people's hearts of Israel would come back to God. And you notice that many of them did. That is the goal. That is why we are here and and God is, you know, we were once lost and out there doing uh, the will of Satan. And now we're we're saved and and doing God's will. And now the goal is to to help those that that are not, you know, and and to show them uh, the power of God through our obedience so that they too, their eyes will be open so that they can come back to know the Lord. One day, my uh, brother uh, recently was at my mom's house, he and his wife, um, to meet, uh, you know, Pastor Gus, who, who's been with us here for the last few months, and uh, have a conversation with him. And my brother and my sister-in-law had, have not been in church for years, and they had been hurt when they were in the church. And so it was really painful. And, and so they, they ran, they left the church and, and left God serving the Lord. Uh, and, 
And really, it was because of them that I, I am where I am today, that I came to know Jesus Christ was because of my brother and my brother because of, of his wife, who they weren't married yet, but but uh, she wouldn't marry him. See, she took a stand. <laughs> she stood firm. She wouldn't marry him until he became a believer. She said, I can't marry you. You don't know the Lord. Oh, man. And my brother loved her so much. He's like, well, let me find out who the Lord, this Lord is. And he went to her church and got saved. And, and I mean, truly saved, really, really. And uh, came to me and said, Jackie, you need to know the Lord or else you're going to go to hell. And, and you know, for him to say that, someone that was out doing all kind of evil, <laughs> like me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I came to know the Lord. And that was about 40 years ago. Well, well, he was at my mom's house, he being this great carpenter, uh, which he's been for about 40 years, a uh, carpenter, uh, and he does uh, really good work. And he noticed that my mother's house was shifting. He noticed that it looked like stuff was off. So he went down in her basement and he noticed that the beams or the main uh, I don't know what you would call them, the wood beams that were holding up the house, the main ones, uh, looked like they had been uh, destroyed by termites. And he had been doing this for so many years now. now <clears throat> he's doing insurance work and other things. And so he uh, had someone else go and do the work. He says, Mama, your house is in such bad shape that it could cave in on you any day, any moment it could collapse. And she said, really? He said, yes, it is in very bad shape. After I looked at the, went down and checked it, it is hanging on like by a thread. He said, I don't even know how it's held up this long. And so she said, okay, fine. Uh, She got the materials. He got someone to do the work. Uh, because he's no longer really doing the work like he used to. Um, uh, but he, he checked it out. And uh, the when the person did the work, he, he looked at the actual beans once they replaced them. And he showed her they had been eaten out like Swiss cheese by termites. They were like shredded paper. And he said, there is no way possible, listen to this, that this house should have been standing, that it should have been caved in a long time ago. And my mother said, it's the Lord. The Lord keeps me. The Lord protects me. And the Lord did that. And he said, you know what, mama? (laughs) That is, that is so, that's, that's the only thing it could be. I mean, he really, and he was blown away because being in that field, he knows the science behind it, the facts, you know, and uh, she knows the faith in God has kept her. And that surely opened his eyes to see some things. And, and that is, we believe, the beginning of our prayers being answered, uh, us praying for, you know, you pray for your loved ones, that they'll come back to God. And, uh, we believe that that surely got his attention in, in a way that only God could. He's such a good person. He and my sister in love, good, loving, caring people, but they've been hurt. And there are many people out there that have been hurt in by the church. And, and I want you to know something, that God loves you and he's waiting on you to come back to him. 
and he uh, will embrace you. Don't think you will be turned away and, and your hurt is definitely valid and recognized. And, and knowing that God will heal you, he will take away that pain. Just yield unto him, surrender all to him. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's unconditional love called agape. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.